0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Welcome to Passion Life Church this morning. We're so glad that you are joining us. Oh, what a privilege it is to be able to come into your home or wherever you're watching from or listening, right, on the podcast uh, today. And uh, I'm I'm believing that you're going to be so blessed. It's going to be such an encouragement, I believe, for miracles every time that we get together. You know, our vision here is that you would know God, that you would grow in your faith, that you would discover your purpose, the reason why you are on this planet, but also so you could go and make a difference. And, uh, you know, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. So we have a vision for the church. I hope you have a vision for your life, God's vision for your life. And listen, we'd love to connect with you. And uh, you can simply connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 951 382 57. You know, I'm excited to continue this series called God is my shepherd and my friend. You know, I want to talk today about four requirements for rest. Wow. Four requirements for rest. I believe you're going to be blessed. You know, Psalm 23 is probably the most famous Psalm in uh, the Bible. It's probably the, the most famous chapter in the Bible. People know it. They recite it. I think some people recite it and they don't know that it's in the Bible. But what I find is easy for us to do is actually believe in Psalm 23. Well, yeah, that's good. We believe in Psalm 23, but we don't believe for Psalm 23, to be active in our life, to desire to see those promises happen in our lives. And I believe that as we break these scriptures down, I want you to not just believe in Psalm 23. I want you to believe for I want you to believe that these promises are going to come to pass in your life. God wants to be our shepherd. Jesus is called the good shepherd. And here's what's so beautiful is that Jesus knows our needs. He knows where you're at today. He knows what you're facing today. And all throughout the Bible, the Bible calls us sheep. Yeah, it, it relates us to, to sheep. And you know, I find what's interesting is that sheep can't even care for themselves. When you look at sheep, they can't defend themselves. They are actually totally dependent. On the shepherd. And that's the way that God had planned it. He planned it that the quality of life for any sheep would actually depend solely upon who their shepherd is. Who is your shepherd today? You know, Jesus sees our need for a shepherd. You know, the Bible talks about in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 that Jesus was looking at a crowd of people and um, he saw them and he had compassion on them. And it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You know, some other translations say that when he looked at them, they looked weary. They looked distressed. They looked tired. And he said, wow, they look like sheep without a shepherd. And so Jesus, he sees how helpless we can be at times. Come on, somebody, let's let's be honest today. So he initiates this role as a shepherd. This is the role that he would love to have in our lives. Have you allowed him to be your shepherd? Psalms 23, let's read it together. Listen, whether you're in your car listening today or just watching at home, I just want to encourage you, come on, get rid of all the distractions. Let's read this together. Let's read it aloud. Let's make a statement of faith today. Are you ready? Let's read it. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Forever. Come on, say a good amen. Whoo! Man, I love reading these scriptures. And you know, every promise that is in Psalm 23 is given to you. Yep, it's yours. And these promises they describe the quality of life of a sheep that's under God's care right? When the Lord is your shepherd, this is the quality of life that you will have. But it's interesting because before sheep will actually rest, before they will actually lie down, there's four requirements that need to be met. And the good shepherd will meet these requirements for sheep. We're going to go through that today. But would you agree that today we need rest? (laughs) We need rest now more than ever. People are tired. People are tired physically. I think people are more tired emotionally than than physically. They're tired mentally, right? Man, and and I I think this word today is so needed. You know, there's a study that just came out that said since late June of this year, 40% of adults have reported struggling with mental health or substance abuse issues. 40% of adults. That's almost 50% of people right now are having struggles. We need rest. We need the good shepherd. And I want to tell you, it's under the shepherd's care that we receive real rest. And I want to encourage us today. There is real rest. There is real rest for your soul. There is real rest for your emotions. Come on, somebody. Yeah, there is. But the question is, why aren't we experiencing this? Why why is it? Well, come on, Bill. that's obvious why, you know, you know life has just changed. I, I understand why li- life has changed. I understand all that. But the Bible says that we have a good shepherd and we shall not want, We're, we shall not want for rest, right? So where is the disconnect? And I believe it's because we don't really understand the dichotomy between the Lord and a shepherd and what, what, what that really is. You know, the word Lord means Yahweh. It means Yahweh. It means Redeemer deliverer, savior. That's who he is to us. He is our redeemer. He is our deliverer and savior. But then when you look in the Hebrew at this word shepherd, yes, it denotes somebody with authority that has a rod right in the staff. So when, you know, predators come and they try to get into the flock that he can protect, right? And use his authority to protect against you know, these predators. But you know what's interesting is this word shepherd actually also means friend. Yeah, it means friend. And so here I believe is the dichotomy. We have the Lord, the shepherd, but he's also our friend. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, that he is our friend. But I know people that want Jesus just as their buddy. Come on, Jesus is my homeboy. You've seen the t-shirt, but they don't want his authority in their life. And I think I know why. I think because it stems from many of us having, you know, authority or not having a good authority, a good view of authority in our lives because people have misused it. Come on, let's be real today. Right. You've had an authority figure in your life who misused their authority. But when you look through the Bible, right, we can see authority illustrated. God is the king. Jesus is the king of kings, the Bible says, right? So we have a king in his kingdom. But watch this. A lot of times in the Bible, it refers to God as a father and us as his children. It also refers to a shepherd and us as his sheep. So, right? We have a picture of authority. So you watch this. You have a king who is not only the epitome of authority, who is the king, but he's also your friend. You have a father, father God, who is not only father authority, but he's actually our friend. Anybody learning this as a parent? Come on. You're learning how to be the authority, but also be a friend to your kids, right? I think that that is so important. You don't have friends who their parents were only an authority. I mean, very authoritative. Everything was by rules, rules, and rules. You know, and I like to say this, rules without relationship always equals rebellion. God is not just this authoritative figure. He's also our friend. And there is that balance for us as as. As parents, I'm learning that today, right? My son is 10 and I'm learning how to to be a good authority in his life, but also his friend. Now, good authority will provide a covering for you. And this is what God is. God is, is not only good, but he is a good and godly authority. And good authority will actually protect you. And watch this. That protection, that covering over your life will give you peace. Right. My son today does not have to worry about anything. Right. We provide food. We provide shelter for him. We provide a covering over his life. Right. That protects him from many things, from predators that try to come. But that is because he is under our covering. Right. Now, here's the key, especially for us believers. Right. If we're going to resist the devil, the Bible says that first we have to submit to God. In other words, for us to have authority, we've got to be under the covering of authority. There's many people right now. They're not in church. They're not under a local pastor. They're not under God's per se authority. And the Bible says you don't just resist the devil. No, the Bible says you submit to God. And so the first thing is that we allow him to be that authority. Now, let's talk about this just for a moment, because a good authority will tell you what you need to hear, even when (laughs) it's not something you want to hear. They will be truthful with you. They will speak the truth in love. Come on, somebody. But see, I also think that that's what a good friend is, because God is not only a good authority in our life, but he's also a good friend. A good friend will help you with the areas of your life that are, that are blind spots to you. Come on, we all have blind spots. We all have areas of our life that we can't see. And I hope that good friends would speak to me the truth in love. You know, oftentimes I'll be talking with somebody and I, I think they're my friend. And, you know, I hope they're my friend. But then we'll start talking and they'll start asking me some questions and I'll, I'll tell them the truth. And it's like, oh, we're we're, we're no longer friends anymore. But see, we have to understand what a good friend is. A good friend is going to help you with your blind spots. A good friend is going to tell you what you need to hear, even when you don't want to hear. And that's why God will always speak truth to you. That's why Jesus is the way, the truth and the life truth will set us free right so we have to understand this dichotomy of he is our lord but he is also our shepherd and our friend now let me just as i talk about friends and i talk about authority some of us have been hurt some of us have been burned by people, come on, <laughs> right? It's the reality of having friend and having friends, and it's a reality of having people. But a lot of times, what we do is we put too much trust in people. You know, the Bible never says, right? Trust in people with all your heart. No, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. But many times, we're putting all of our trust in people, and you're going to find like sheep, because <laughs> sheep are really fickle, right? Like people can be sometimes. If you put your trust in them, they're going to let you down. Oh, I believe in people. But let me just say, this: I trust in God. So the Lord is my shepherd and he is my authority. The Bible says this, he's my friend, but the Bible says this, that he leads us. Now, that is not a driving type of leading. God is not driving you. God is not making you in the sense of force what he's doing, that word make is means he's fashioning you, right? And what he wants to do is he wants to mold your life into something so incredible. And Psalms 23 verse one says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. Now, sheep are not going to rest and they won't lie down unless four requirements are met. And let me give you the four. Here's number 1. A sheep will not lie down until it's free from hunger. Free from hunger. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know the word want in the Hebrew means to lack, to be without. It means to decrease Wow. So under our shepherd, there is an endless, inexhaustible supply for us as sheep. This is the Lord who we are. Now, for some of you, you may go, well, Phil, that sounds amazing. But I feel like during this season that I'm decreasing. What's going on? Well, I want to ask you, is he your shepherd? Are you believing in Psalm 23, but not believing for it in your life? See, I actually believe that I will not want in any season. Doesn't matter what's going on. They're using the word recession again. Listen, it does not matter. Our good shepherd is not in a recession. Come on, the kingdom of God is not in a recession. You and I were in the world, but we are not of the world. Praise God, right? And here's what's interesting as we talk about these four that I'm going to get into today. Not one of them is something that the sheep can provide for themselves. So you know what? The shepherd, he assumes that responsibility for the sheep. It's the shepherd, right? That what he's going to do is he's going to make the sheep lie down in green pastures. Now, when I think about green pastures, I think about green pastures that are full of abundance, right? That's what Jesus said. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Now, green pastures, especially in the time that David wrote this and in the land where David lived, green pastures didn't just appear, okay? He had to make green pastures. They had to find green pastures. But it wasn't the job of the sheep to be concerned about the green pastures. It was the shepherd's job to find the green pastures, to make the green pastures. And so all the sheep needed to be concerned about was eating and receiving from the green pastures that the Lord himself would provide. Come on, is this good this morning? And God wants us to lay down in green pastures. But... The Bible also says is that he leads us by still waters. He leads us by still waters. You know, 70% of the sheep's body is actually made up of water because water is vital to the sheep. You know, what's interesting about a sheep is sheep are incapable of finding clean water for themselves. Yeah, that's very interesting that if you put polluted water in front of them, they will just drink it. They have to be led to still waters, right? And so some of us, I believe, we're not at rest because we're drinking from the wrong waters. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we're not at rest. You know, Jeremiah chapter two, verse 13, and the message translation says this, my people have committed a compound sin. They have walked out on me the fountain of fresh flowing waters they dig their own cisterns they have cisterns that leak and cisterns that are no better so one translation says this they've walked out on me the foundation of living waters man god is telling us that he is living waters to us but here's what we do is we get our own vessels There are vessels that are leaking. There are vessels that are broken, right? And so we try to drink out of something that is broken and it's not satisfying us. And I think today we can be drinking of the waters of public opinion. Come on, there's so much, right? Everybody's a politician today. If you look on Facebook, we could be drinking out of the waters of fear. Some people are drinking out of the water of bitterness and politics come on somebody but here's what they found that when a sheep would drink out of polluted water a lot of times it would have delayed consequences so in other words they didn't see the effects of it right away and this can happen in our life we're drinking out of the polluted waters not drinking out of the fountain of life and you know what maybe it didn't happen immediately but a month two three guess what happens We start to feel the effects of this polluted water. It gets inside of us. And Jesus wants to be that fountain of life. A fountain of life that we are drinking of. And I tell you, how do you do that? You get inside the word. The Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. That when we get in his word, come on, it vitalizes us. It gives us life. It makes us alive. Come on, are you getting something out of this? The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. We can rest. Here's another thing. A sheep won't lie down until, number two, it's free from fear. You know, fear will rob you of your rest. Some of us haven't rested in seven months because of fear, right? And so what happens is here is the good shepherd. He's bringing us to green pastures, but we're not going to enjoy them because we're agitated. We're fearful. You know, what's interesting about sheep is that, you know, if one of them will start to run, a whole bunch of them will start to run. There was a story in... uh, That came out of Turkey, and uh, probably about five or six years ago, one sheep out of a herd of of about 1,500 sheep just started running. And so because the one sheep started running, all the other sheep just started running. Well, guess what? This first sheep that was running, he ran right off a cliff. Guess what? All 1,500 sheep followed that one, and they all fell off the cliff, and 400 sheep died that day. Why? Just because one started running. And if we're not careful, right? We're living in frightening times. Come on, somebody. And if you're not careful, you may start running in a direction and not knowing why. Mm hmm. Just running because everybody's running in fear. But let me tell you today if the shepherd is not running, I'm not running. Let me say that again. If the shepherd is not running, then I'm not running. I am following the shepherd. I'm not just following other sheep because who knows where you may end up. And the Bible talks about fear has torment. This is why in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says this, fear not. Come on, let me say that. Let me speak that into your life today. Fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Listen, fear is not from God. And if God didn't give it to you, you don't have to receive it. Come on, that's a good word today. I love what Psalms 4, 8 says. It says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. So here again, we see a sheep that's able to lie down and rest because with his shepherd present, he doesn't have to fear. And he can lie down in peace. There is a real peace available that we can rest in. Come on, if you believe it, say a good amen. Come on, believe that for your life. I love these benefits of having the good shepherd as my shepherd. Here's the third thing. A sheep won't lie down unless it's free from friction. (laughs) From friction, yeah. This is in reference to a sheep's social life. Yeah, right? And what happens is that they can get agitated, Uh, with each other and they won't lie down. And so, man, are we living in times where there is friction? People are offended. You might be offended right now because I'm talking about being offended. People are offended. But can I just tell you that all of these things can make us really resentful, but you can't be resentful and restful at the same time time. Come on. Your offenses are robbing you of rest. Your offenses are hurting you physically. They're saying now that studies are showing that bitterness can contribute, right? Cancer can be a result of just bitterness in our lives. Man, that's affecting us. It's not affecting the other people. It's affecting us, the people who are offended. Now, let me just say this. We are in a voting season, right? We are going to be voting. It's a highly toxic political environment, right? But can I just say this? Can we be Christians before we are Republicans or Democrats? Come on. Can we be Christians first? Can we say who our leader is, is the real shepherd? Come on. Can can we be Christians before we're anything else? Listen, I'm going to be voting. I hope that you are going to vote, too, because your vote is your voice, and your voice is your vote. You need to get out there. I'm going to be voting. But listen, I'm not going to be voting for personality. Uh-uh. I'm voting for policies, not a personality. Listen, I'm not going to be voting my feelings. I'm going to be voting my convictions. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm not going to be voting to be politically correct. I'm going to be voting to be biblically correct hmm Yeah. And we need to get out and we need to vote. But let me ask you a question. What are you going to do if your party doesn't win in November? Hmm. What are you going to do? Are you going to allow this election to rob you of four more years of no rest? Come on. I'm being real today. I'm being honest. This thing, man, people are, are, are losing their minds. They're going crazy. And yet, God wants to give us real rest. Can I encourage you today that it's forgiveness that gives us freedom? Yeah, it's for and some of us need to stop for just a moment, and we need to forgive some people in our lives. We need to forgive maybe some friends that have hurt us. And because of this rival and this friction that we have with even other people, it's robbing us of our rest. But listen, you've got to know first that God has forgiven you right? We are so lavish with God's forgiveness and you have been empowered to forgive. And I would say this today, don't let unforgiveness rob you of one more night of rest. Let it go today so you can rest. Here's number four and the last one for today. A sheep won't lie down and rest unless it's free from parasites. Hmm. You know, a a sheep and the way that their nasal cavity is formed, flies will fly around, land on them and actually um, just drop some eggs in their nasal cavity. And what will happen is those eggs, that larva will get inside their nose and it starts to irritate the sheep. It actually starts to annoy them to the point where it's been known for a sheep to go to a rock and start banging its head against a rock or going to a tree and just start banging its head against the tree. And eventually some sheep have actually killed themselves just by banging their head because they were so annoyed at what these flies have done. You know, Satan is called Beelzebub, Lord of the flies. Yeah. And you know what? So what the shepherd will do is the Bible says that he anoints our head with oil. So the shepherd would pour oil all over the sheep's head. Why? To keep them free from these parasites, from these flies. And I want to encourage you today, because the Lord, the good shepherd, is pouring oil over your head. You know, this oil represents the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Anointing just simply means that God is rubbing oil over you. That oil represents his spirit. And he's pouring out his spirit on you and I. You know, I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So watch this. This oil has the power to make you bold. Come on. Boldness. This is a characteristic of the Holy Spirit that you see throughout the Bible, especially in the book of Acts. Boldness. This is what this anointing oil will do. But you know what? It also has healing power. It heals broken hearts. The people that have hurt you, right? God can heal you today. Why? Because the Good Shepherd, He pours anointing oil over us. It can mend a broken heart. The Bible says it can actually restore uh, uh, recovery to uh, to the blind, sight to the blind. That today I pray that there would be vision. That, God, you would open up people's eyes today to see what they haven't seen because of your anointing power of God. You know, the Bible says also that this anointing oil, it can set captives free. That whatever you're struggling with, God can bring freedom to your life. Freedom, this oil brings freedom. And this is what our Good Shepherd does today, is that he's pouring his anointing oil. You are anointed. Come on, would you say that with me today? Say, I am anointed. Don't just believe in it, believe for it. Come on, say, I am anointed. Say this, come on, I'm submitting myself to God. So I'm going to resist the devil and he's going to flee. Come on, say today I am healed. Come on, say it with me. Say I am delivered today. And say this loud, say I am free. You're free to rest in the good shepherd's protection and his peace. Wow, Lord, we just thank you today. Come on, let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you are a good shepherd. Father, that you make us lie down Father, that we don't have to want for any good thing today. Father, we believe that for our lives. You supply all of our needs. You supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your protection over your people today. That we do not have to fear at all. Come on, say this with me. Say, no fear here. Come on, say that. Say, no fear here in Jesus' name. We thank you. Father, I thank you that right now people are being healed, that you are healing people's hearts right now today. Father, you right now are touching people's bodies in Jesus' name. Come on, believe for that healing. Believe that it's already done for you. Come on, believe that today that God is doing that. This is the good shepherd. He's taking care of you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. If you believe that and you receive it today for your life, say a good amen. Amen. Wow. Such a powerful time today. I I just feel the presence of God. And come on. If you feel that, just write it in the chat today. Say I feel him, man. He's a very present help in time of need. The Lord is our shepherd. He's right here. He's his presence is here right now. Listen, we love you. I want to give you an opportunity to give today. You know, our needs are supplied by the Good Shepherd, right? But Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says this, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In other words, we give because God has given to us. And when you give, you're taking on the very character of God. God is a giver. He's generous. And so partner with us today, we're reaching people, we're excited about reopening. Listen, I said last week, I was gonna tell you today uh, what our plan is, but we have to wait one more week because the county We heard on Tuesday is going to make another announcement. So we we want to let you know after that. So we will let you know next week. But why don't you partner with us? We're still reaching people and uh, help us win our community to Jesus. We have some giving options for you. very simple. You can just text PLC Marietta to 77977. You can do it on your smartphone. It's as safe as online banking. Or you know what? People are mailing checks. You can do that too by simply going to our website. And that's passionlifechurch.com. And you can just click on the, uh, the button there, the, uh, uh, the giving button, and, uh, and give today. I want to thank you so much for your generosity. And listen, God is working. He is your good shepherd. Listen, we'll see you next week. Share today's message with someone who needs it, and they'll be blessed. We'll see you next week. And God bless you.